You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I vomited last night. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. I literally vomited. I threw up. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Huge shout out to Charlie Proper Interiors for making our 93.7 The Ticket studio ready for the Christmas season. Nick and Donovan came in. They even came back today. Yeah, they did. They even came back today. Decorating out. Decorated our entire station, hung some stuff for us. Uh, So if you need any help with greenery, trees, lights, and more during this holiday season, don't look anywhere else but to Charlie Proper Interiors online at charlieproper.design. It looks awesome in here. Come on down, 1040 Street. Grab yourself a cup of Mill Coffee as well as Beatrice Bakery. Come hang out with us. Say what's up. And uh, who knows? I'm sure Rico will probably give you, a, give you a high five or something. So. I'll consider it. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Heyman Text Line are both open for you guys the entire show today real quick segment here as we we dive in once again if you missed any of the breaking news before noah kim entered the transfer portal at the start of the show as well as ethan kaliak manis kaliak manis obviously from minnesota this the starting quarterback for the golden gophers who uh they who nebraska lost to in game one for kansas state People could be might be asking you, hey, why in the world is Will Howard and the uh, backup or third string quarterback in this instance leaving? They have a dude coming in. Avery Johnson is is an absolute dude uh, for for Kansas State. Chris Kleiman, he, he's going to try to you know stay afloat, I should say, in that Big Twelve conference. In, in a conference where I'm I'm interested to see what the national perception of the big 12 conference is going forward. You're going to lose Oklahoma and Texas as we know, mm-hmm. but you're going to obviously bring in teams like, um, we, they brought in us or Arizona, UCF, uh, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, as we know, but then you bring in Arizona, Arizona state, yep. Utah. That's right. Was there another one? I believe that was it. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I feel like feels, you are too, but that's it. I'm but, pretty so, sure there were four. Yeah, whatever. But nonetheless, Cal. Yes. Right? No, Cal, no, Cal, not Cal. Cal Stanford. and Stanford are going to the ACC. Cal and Stanford going to ACC. This is rough. Who is the other one? It's not Oregon State. It's, it's not USC. Nope. It's not UCLA. It's not Oregon. It's not Washington. It's not Oregon State. It's not Washington State. Who is the other team in the Pac-12? Colorado. There you go. Nice job. Nice job. So anyway. They're uh, very forgettable. Yeah, they are. And they're losing a lot of players to the transport. Their quarterback you want to talk has about a broken back. Yeah. Not a bro- well, kind of broken. What did yeah. they something, so, something. Anyway, nonetheless, I, I'm curious to see what the national perception is, right? Because while Utah is a really good brand, obviously Arizona is one of the hottest teams in the co- in the country right now. People love it. Uh, shout out to Noah Fafita. Mm-hmm. By the way, if Noah Fafita and his opponent. Yeah, so you, you want him. There, there's there a, there's two, a guy. There are two quarterbacks that Nick really wants at Nebraska. Noah Fafita, and you may. Yeah, Daquan Finn's probably up there. I, I would also, but okay. So like, I, I talked about Will Rogers when he was when it was announced that he was going to kind of survey the land yeah, and enter the portal. They hired before they hired Jeff Levy. Yeah, and Will Rogers, I think, needs to stay at Mississippi State. That offense would fit him very because the well. offense fits him well. It, Mississippi State is also a very friendly offense to quarterbacks. Like whether it was under Mike Leach, 
uh, rest in peace to, to the coach, but like whether it was under Mike Leach or whether it was under uh, Zach Arnett or now under Jeff Levy, you would expect it to be pretty friendly to quarterbacks. Will Rogers, who was the, who was the guy that was there before? Dan Mullen. There you go. Um, but nonetheless, when you look at Mississippi State, friendly to quarterbacks, and that seems like a spot Will Rogers now, does he feel like they can win at a high percentage? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, they're somewhat little brother in, in the state of Mississippi behind Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. So if if he wants to move on, is is an SEC team looking for a quarterback? I, I don't I don't know. Like you go down the list, Texas isn't oh Oklahoma may. Maybe after Dylan yeah. Gabriel transfers out, but like, I'm curious what the fit is for a guy like Will Rogers. Cause unfortunately it's probably not at Nebraska. If the staff continues to do the things that they say they yeah. want to do. And he's a that's high level not SEC. throwing the ball 50 yards he's or 50 a, times a game. He's a high level SEC quarterback. It's not like he's going to take a step down. It's not like he had a bad year and that's why he's transferring. I think he's transferring to try and get some more wins under his belt and prepare himself more for the NFL. But Look, staying at Mississippi State might be your best bet with running our offense under Jeff, Jeff Lebby and getting all those uh, getting all those yards and touchdowns up to to help yourself rise in the NFL draft prospect rankings. But so it goes you, back. You can't really. I don't, I don't like you said. I don't see him transferring to. It's hard to see a high level quarterback looking at Nebraska, looking at what their offense put up last year, and saying, "Yeah, that's that's what I well, want to do." And, and I guess that goes on to the conversation of you got to find guys around him, right? Like you look at quarterbacks that are excelling this year, right? It's Jaden Daniels at LSU. And obviously these are going to be the extreme and Nebraska is not going to get a Heisman contender in the portal this year. They're not going to be able to get a guy that's going to win the O'Brien award, the Davey O'Brien award for the best quarterback in the country. You might like, I guess. So, so here's the thing. Let's talk about the extreme situations, right? Jaden Daniels at LSU. He goes, from Arizona State under Herm Edwards, where there wasn't much stability, it felt like going to LSU, where Brian Kelly comes in and obviously doesn't like it's not off to a roaring start in Baton Rouge, but he gets a guy on the perimeter in Malik Neighbors who's gonna who's a, one of the three finalists for the Blitnikoff, right? That certainly helps out. Then you find a guy uh, at another program, Michael Penix Jr. What do you have? You have a really a really good season at a place like Indiana. You get your head coach Tom Allen an extension for a while after a couple six after a, a successful season, I believe in 2019 or 2020. Then you transfer out, go to Washington, where they once again find another wide receiver one um, in a guy's name I can't pronounce. It's like Odunzi, uh, but he's one of the three finalists for the Blitnikoff, right? Bo Nix at Oregon, right? Not a great time at Auburn. He had he one good his freshman year. He had he had a decent year. Nothing compared to the to the two years at Oregon. No. And he, I think he completed around 62, 63% of his passes uh, through, through his first three years with the Auburn Tigers. So then you go to Oregon, they put guys like Bucky Irving around him, right? And now here he is with only two interceptions or three interceptions on the year and 30 touchdowns with almost 3,900 passing yards. Mm -hmm. So relaying that and, and bringing that back to Nebraska, right? Does Nebraska have a guy? And, and and I think you have to figure out what you want to ask your team to do. If you want to be a defense first team, that's totally fine. I think Nebraska fans would rally around that. I know they would. But offensively, you need to decide what you want to be. You need to decide whether or not you want to be this ground and pound Big Ten, you know, traditional style of team. 
if you want to be the South Carolina Gamecocks that Marcus Satterfield ran uh, the offense for back a couple of years ago with Spencer Rattler and guys like that, or do you want to have this, this blend of a quarterback that can run better than he throws with a mix of a, a solid running back as well? I, I don't think, like, I'm in this boat. You hear all the time, Rico, we need to run the ball. We need a fullback. We need the I formation. We need to use our offensive line. Like, I'm in this mentality of I don't give a crap what mentality or what identity you want to have. It's that find the guys to fit that mm-hmm. and then use them in the correct way. Like, we, we and th- this might be a... Don't a, try to run a spread well, offense this might when be you're a, trying to line up in an I formation. Well, this, this might be like a very hot take, and I don't mean to bring, like, Scott Frost up on this on the show, but, like... We always talk about how Scott Frost's offense were, never worked in Nebraska. Like it didn't work, but frankly, was it ever given like the the complete and and true effort that needed to be? Like, if if you don't use Wandale Robinson as the third down running back, and like, is that the, that's the coach's <laughs> fault entirely? Don't yeah. get me wrong. If you're not trying to run a five it, nine if, wide if receiver not, if, through between like, the tackles, that's the thing. Is for years, and this is where it comes to the program conversation. For years here, it's been a matter of Nebraska not having the talent for or, or guys or body types for what they want to do on offense and then actually applying them in those situations, right? Like Nebraska I, has I, I, I just I just look at like going forward for Nebraska, identify what you want to do, and then it's like a three part thing. Identify what you want to do, four part. Identify the talent, <laughs> bring in the talent, and then use the talent Utilize in that talent exact same way. In the correct way. Because right now what Nebraska is doing is getting talented players, or what they have been doing is getting talented yeah. players who don't run the type of offense that they then try to run with them. Yeah, and that's they don't, like- they don't set their offense and then try to build into their offense. They mm-hmm. get the player. They have an offensive idea, but then they get players who fit they get different players who fit different types of offenses. They'll get power running backs and spread wide receivers. They'll get tight ends who maybe aren't the best inline blockers, but can catch passes while also getting tight ends who are great at blocking and not good at, at, at pass catching. They're, they're blending all of these players together and then trying to put the wrong players running the wrong type of things. They're trying to get, you know, speed running backs lining up in the I formation and running between the tackles. They're trying to have their big boy running backs running outside of the tackles and trying to outrun linebackers and corners. And it's not going to work out until you do what you do, do what you were saying in identifying the talent and finding what you want to run and utilizing those players in the correct manner. The simplest way to put it is you're asking guys to do things that they're not fit for. That's, that's the simple way to put it. You're asking a fish to climb Um, a tree. And so when you when you look at Nebraska, I, I just think there's there's four things that gotta have happened, right? And and you can take care of a couple of them um in the offseason. That frankly, maybe last year Nebraska didn't. And obviously hindsight's 2020. They thought they did. But you look at like identifying a quarterback here, right? You need to be able to tell that quarterback a plan of what you want to do offensively and then say, this is why we want to do this, because we have the guys for that. And if, and, and frankly, you shouldn't be talking to that quarterback unless he fits that style as well. So it's that identification part of it. 
bring in the talent, and then you're able to then you're able to execute, right? But part of the also I think struggle with executing on Saturdays that we saw over the week over over the season. Yeah, the turnovers and fumbles are one thing. You you can have those no matter what type of style you play in. Mm-hmm. But the decision making and the concepts and the IQ that all needs to be identified in step one. So that way in step four, there's no question about this guy's IQ, right? Like we talk about Jeff Sims, obviously, because he was the transfer portal quarterback that this staff specifically went out and, 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 and brought in Jeff Sims was never a 65% complete passer. The staff may have believed that they could have, they could elevate him to be a 65% complete passer. But at the start of the fall camp, or I should say at the start, right before August 31st in that game against Minnesota, you hear Marcus Satterfield be like, yeah, you know, Jeff Sims is around a a 65% completion percentage. We're all sitting here going, that's great. But then there's the disconnect and you have to wonder then, was he ever at that 65% completion percentage? Because they were asking Jeff Sims to do things that didn't fit what Jeff Sims was best at. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's this weird situation of having to identify and look yourself in the mirror and say, all right, what do we want to do? And that's where I continue to go back. Like, obviously I have done, I mean, the morning show with Raph and AD it, with Raph it's, and if Raph's listening, he can attest to this. It's I formation fullback, run the ball down their throats. That's great. If you have the personnel for it, if that's Nebraska, what you want to do, Nebraska hasn't had the personnel for it. So then I go back and be like, you know what? If you want to have a blend, if you want to have a hybrid type of feel to where you you have the ability to do that, but then also can air it out a little bit, you need a quarterback that can throw the ball and make good decisions. Mm-hmm. You need a quarterback that understands the, the offense and the concepts, and you need a power running game. Nebraska doesn't have that. So then it's if you want to have a complete, I don't want to say air raid, but spread or air raid type of offense, you need to have the bodies for that. And then you can throw in the other circuit, the other pieces of the weather and the conference that you play in and, and the type of scoring games. I, I also think like part of that's going to go away. The more, the bigger, the big 10 gets like in, in November against USC on the road, you're not going to need to run the ball. It's not going to be that Iowa 13, 10 game. You might yeah. need to score a couple of points. You're not going to be able to line up in the I formation. And just so play. maybe you'll be able to pound it, but if at you the same are, time, if you're good, score quick. if you're good enough at it, you can. And that's, what's called having an identity And Nebraska for, and this, this goes back throughout previous staffs just needs to figure out what they want to do and they need to recruit to it. And then in the game, decide the personnel decisions mm-hmm. don't recruit to speed and then ask your possession possession receiver to go run a fly or or to be don't don't run a, a wide receiver screen and ask the fourth shiftiest guy on the roster to go out and make two guys miss in space those those are where disconnects happen and that's been the situation with nebraska unfortunately so they, they have talent yeah it's just not being utilized in the correct way number one Maybe not even being identified in the correct way that where they should even be here, and that's no hard feelings. That's just a business because now we're bringing money into it. And if you're going to pay a guy half a million dollar, half a million dollars to come be a quarterback, that's fine. But if you're going to pay a guy five hundred grand to be a running quarterback in an offense that you want to throw the ball fifty times a game, 
there it's not going to work. That was the disconnect at the beginning. At and the, I'm not saying I, I just put the five hundred thousand on, on yeah. just a dollar. But, that's not that's not accurate yeah. in Nebraska. But that I was like the that major sure. that was the major disconnect because you remember at the beginning of the season, you know, when they had Jeff Sims and he was pretty much going to be the starter. They're talking about the quarterback run game and they're talking about how they're going to run the quarterback a decent amount and you know whatever type of faith they had in their running backs. I think we all forgot about that portion of it because that's that's what they did. They relied yeah. on that quarterback run game. You know, the turnovers were obviously a major concern, but they did exactly what they told us they were going to do, and they relied on the quarterback <laughs> run game. But then, at the same time, there's more disconnect because, as he said, if he let Satterfield, you know, r- with his guns, he would have thrown it 50 times a game. And, and they tried throwing it 50 times a game with quarterbacks who were not built to throw the ball 50 times a and, game. And that's the thing is the quarterback run game is great. It can be used as a weapon, as we saw, right? As long as the quarterback has a history of not fumbling the ball. So I I just think like there's just got to be a lot of soul searching going on. And soul searching doesn't always have to have this negative connotation tied to it. It doesn't have to be. So I think when you look at Nebraska, there's a there's a lot of excitement because there's an opportunity to kind of wipe the slate clean, get the identify correct talent in here and get them into Lincoln and see what next season holds. All right, 402-464-5685. Let's take our final time out. We bring in Stricken Austin for the crossover next. Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7, the ticket and the ticketfm.com.